Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to the Getting Heaven and the People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper. So glad you could join us today. And we're talking about how we can become more loving people that we might be able to live in greater union with God. And greater union with God is what brings spiritual freedom and joy and contentment and confidence in our everyday life with God. It's so much about what Getting Heaven and the People is all about. And I believe and I'm thoroughly convinced that as heaven gets into people, more and more people will be getting into heaven because people will be so drawn to just the attractive life that's found as one orients their life after the way and the, and the style and the habits of Jesus. And so today I'd like to take you back about 15 years ago to when I was a student in seminary at Denver uh, Seminary in Colorado, and we had a new president in my third year. His name was uh, President Mark Young, Dr. Mark Young, and one of his initial addresses in seminary, uh, one of the chapel services, began with a rather awkward question. He looked out at all of us sitting in the chapel and, and said, how's your love life? A lot of us kind of turned toward one another, you know, a lot of newly married couples, lots of laughs, a little bit of uh, red faces out there. I remember kind of thinking, yeah, it's great. And then also like Greek and Hebrew, a lot of that kind of study does not really put you in the mood. But his question was around helping us explore how well are we doing at loving God with all that we are and loving our neighbors as ourselves. And he talked about the great story Jesus tells, an example of how people who are forgiven much love much. And that was a great invitation to just think about what God has done for me, what Christ has accomplished through his life, death, and resurrection, and how that is such a catalyst to live a life that just overflows with love and gratitude and appreciation for both God and for others. And so I'd love for you just to think for a moment, how is your love life here today? And we want to grow in loving well because, as we saw, that's what our the, the real culminating stage of faith is all about, that we'd be transformed into agape love. We'd be people who are pervaded with the very love of Jesus. And out of that love, we might be able to best serve and bless and work to help this world be more like heaven and less like hell. And to become more loving people, to improve our love lives, we don't just want to try and use willpower alone to be more loving, but we have to take a real investigative approach as who we are as people. How do we love God with every aspect, every facet of who we are? 
The title of this podcast comes from Dallas Willard's book, Renovation of the Heart. And this book is Willard's Anthropology. It's a look into who is the human person. And I first read this about 12 years ago when I actually got to study uh, with Dallas at a Denver seminary class in January of 2010 uh, in Colorado Springs, just in the shadow of the Rockies. And it was a life-changing course, to say the least. But he lays out kind of six key aspects of what of who the human being is. Now, I'll tell you at first, it took me a long time to kind of wrap my mind around this and to embrace it. But over the last dozen years of, of ruminating on this and meditating on it and wrestling with it, challenging it, I, I've come to believe, like just about most things that Willard said, that he is absolutely right. But he looks at six key parts of the human person. Here's what they are. First are our thoughts. Secondly, our feelings. Third is what he would say is like our heart or will or spirit. That's like the CEO of a person. Fourth is our body. Fifth is the social context, the relational aspect of who we are. And sixth is our soul, that factor that integrates all of the above to form one life. And it started to dawn on me as I just thought about this again and again, investigating who is the human person, that these six aspects of of the human person correlate to the greatest commandment that Jesus says from Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. Willard would say mind uh, is comprised of our thoughts and our emotions, two of those six aspects of who we are. And then Jesus takes Deuteronomy 6 and combines it with Leviticus 19.18, love your neighbor as yourself. There's that relational side of things. And that's what Scott McKnight wisely calls and powerfully calls the Jesus Creed, combining these commandments together, these commandments all about loving God with who all of who we are, our thoughts, our feelings, our body, our, our heart, will, or spirit, our relational aspect, and our soul. And if we want to love others and love God and really improve our overall love life, then we need to change the individual parts. In other words, if you want to change the whole part of who you are, your whole life, then you've got to work on the individual parts. Along with pastoring Crossway Christian Church over the last seven years, I've had the privilege of being the chaplain for the Boston Bruins, and I've gotten to hear guys talk a lot about how they work on different aspects of their game. I remember one veteran player who was kind of going through a little bit of a slump, and he decided to kind of take some time during the offseason just to work on each individual part of his game. And he said, I humbly had to enlist a skating coach, even though I'm a great skater, clearly he's a professional hockey player, but restarted to learn even his skating techniques to improve speed and agility, all the things that go into competing at such a high level. And just as he kind of broke down his game into individual parts, for us to grow and how we can love God, we sometimes need to break that down into individual parts. And so over the next coming episodes, we're going to see how we can learn to love God more with our thinking, with our thought life, with our emotions, 
I love how Willard, just as a little teaser, says, Our emotions are good servants, but they are terrible masters. So how can we love God with our emotions? Or going back to what Peter Scazzaro says, we can't be spiritually mature without, uh, while remaining emotionally immature. How can we love God with that executive center of ourself, our hearts, our will, our spirit? A lot of times we just try and change through only thinking about that one facet of who we are, our willpower. But all of these parts are inseparably connected. To change the whole, we got to change the individual parts. We'll look at how do we love God with our bodies? How do we love God with our relational aspect of, of who we are? And then how do we love God with our souls? That's kind of the most elusive facet of who we are, but it's what integrates, Willard argues, all of these parts together. So that in changing one part, we work toward changing the whole. But for today, I would just like for you to investigate a little bit, think a little bit, reflect, pray, just open your life to God and ask God right now where you are. What part of your life, of these six that we just mentioned, if you were to love God better, more fully, more obediently, that's what love is really all about, as Jesus says in John 15. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. Which of these aspects of who you are needs the most attention for you to be able to improve your love life? Maybe for you, it's your thought life. Maybe our emotions are ruling over us. Maybe our will is weak right now. We're tired, worn down, given in to temptation far too easily. Maybe our bodies, which just is a storehouse for habits, has accrued and acquired some, some habits that are not leading us in the direction we want to go. Maybe some relational Aspects of our life need attention, our attitudes, our dispositions, how we've been interacting with others. Or maybe it's more all-encompassing of our souls. I'm going to invite you today to really ask God if there was one of these areas that he could bring about a strengthening, an empowerment, a freedom. What would the, which of those areas would you concentrate on? Earlier in this podcast series, I invited you to think about if there's one area of your life that could change, if, if there's something that is blocking the flow of God in and through your life, what might that thing be? Well, chances are your thoughts or your emotions, your body, your heart, your relationships, your soul is impacting that thing. So I want to pray that you would be able to experience greater freedom in your life as over these next days, we look at how we can change these individual parts of who we are by the grace of God so that our lives might be pervaded more and more with the very love of God. And when our lives are shaped that way, that is how we have the best love lives possible. Grace and peace be with you, friends.